beautiful weekend. Uh, I know uh, Memorial Day weekend. You're going to be closed uh, Sunday. No, oh, actually, we'll, this is our big. We got a big Memorial Day sale starting Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then we'll start going to six days a week okay. after that. But uh, yeah, so we'll, we're kind of getting ready for that right now. Very good. Uh, what's on your mind these days? Well, a lot of stuff going on uh, in the landscape. A lot of people bringing in. You know, it's kind of after you've been doing it for this long, Jeff. Uh, you kind of you kind of almost can predict what's going to happen before it happens simply because of the weather conditions and and people bringing in and the biggest one that people freak out over uh all the time is uh this insect right here which I'm showing uh Jeff a picture of and this is a very interesting in, and it freaks people sure out it's not a herd of zebra that you know that's a good point cuz uh they call it uh they'll call it lace uh uh, uh uh, bark uh, lice herds because what they do is I don't know Jeff is looking at something like the picture you cannot tell but this may be uh, you know a 12 inch square okay. picture of a bunch of little butter bugs but the interesting thing about them is they're actually moving on the bark of the tree Jeff and they, they're actually going in in motion and so when a person sees that man they come and say uh, I've got to do something imagine. about this and but the truth is is that uh uh, they're actually going to clean up the bark of the tree that they're on. And they'll go over it several times, around it several times, and eating all the algae. I was going to say almost like the boats, like uh, some of those uh, things that hover yeah. by. And that, I forget what it is. Right. And, and, and actually, some animals, too. Some uh, sea animals, like the, not parasites, but the, they, they kind of clean Clean, clean up. Exactly. Yeah. And, and actually, this this insect... Kind of gets its name. You can actually see these on cows sometimes. <laughs> they'll actually move on the body of the cow and, and live animal, and they'll they'll t- eat all the fleas and the ticks and all that stuff. But but this is called uh, bark lice, and uh, they'll only be around for a few weeks. And uh, you know, when people find say, "Well, man, I, I got I got four or five crepe moths only in one. Will it go in the other ones? I don't know. I guess it depends when it when it got it has its fill of the lichen and everything else." But you can you will be able to see the difference in terms of when once this insect <laughs> is three finished doing its thing around these trees, uh, you will be able to see the difference in the bark. It'll look much much cleaner, mm. much cleaner look. Generally speaking, they don't you won't you'll see them on relatively smooth uh, skinned or, or smooth tr- bark on the trees. You won't see it on the, like a, a live oak tree that has those little right. ridges in it. But like crate myrtles and and um, elms and, and, and maybe maybe maples, you'll see them. But the, the big one you, I see them on around here is going to be crate myrtles and elms because they have that smooth bark. So you don't want to get rid of them. You don't want to kill them. Uh, it's actually an advantageous uh, insect to have and uh, and they they will do a job and uh, and you know I, I I guess you could actually take a few and switch them to another tree I don't know how that would work if they if they'll fly and go back to the herd but uh, um, everybody freaks out when they first see them and um, it, it uh, but it's actually beneficial the other one that same thing and this doesn't happen every year either. And this is in the lawn um, that will get that. And that kind of looks like somebody spilled oil in the lawn, yeah, right? Yeah. And, but um, but uh, in further review, a lot of little bugs, huh? No, actually, it's a mold. And, it, and if, you actually, if you actually, when, it, when it's dry, if you went with your finger, like in the middle of the day, and kind of 
flick your finger, you'd see the spores just going all over. And uh, But it looks like, you know, people come saying, I think my neighbor changes all in my lawn or whatever. And it's, it, it's not necessarily big spots. So it's not like a brown patch where you get these big round patches that maybe start off 12 inches in diameter and they'll build, build and build. This may be, you know, a, a, a regular shape, maybe 12 inches long. And generally won't get won't get much bigger than that. It's just segmented, and that's that's basically due. Uh, this one we don't necessarily get every year, uh, but but it's this year, and that's strictly because of the temperatures are just right, and we're getting the right amount of moisture to cause this to uh, occur. Gray mode, but it's actually going to be very black. Mm-hmm. And um, again, uh, we'll see it in the lawn. It'll it it, it won't look like. It'll look like somebody poured something on it. You know, you'd say right. somebody came in. It looks like somebody took a can of spray paint and sprayed it on there. Or, or, or uh, you know, maybe I dropped some oil uh, from, from my, uh, when I was walking with my, from my motor, my boat. And, uh, but it is uh, very common, very weird looking. Um, but it, that also is going to uh, go away on its own. And the other one we're getting a lot of, Jeff, is going to be the mushrooms. Mm. And we've talked about those in the past, and uh, they are all over. And, and let's just talk about the lawn ones uh, first. Is, uh, usually the lawn mushrooms are coming from some type of organic matter, decaying organic matter in the soil. And it could be from a tree that was cut down 12, 15, 20 years ago that all of a sudden – Everything's right. The temperature is right. The moisture is right, and the uh, the the the, uh, the decaying trunk is at the right stage. And then you'll get these these sprouts. And a lot of people say, "No, we never had a tree there." And maybe maybe that tree was gone before they bought the house or whatever. But it's usually some some type of organic matter that's causing this to grow. There's really not, you know, I have something called consan, which is a soft sterile. I get mixed results with it like that. And people get nervous about it sometimes because of maybe animals, uh, dogs going out there and eating it. And so uh, it, it's a problem. It's, but the good news is it's going to go away as uh, temperatures continue to rise and, and the moisture levels will start to decline. The consistency of the, of the moisture, uh, it will go away. We're also seeing this in the uh, flower beds themselves. Uh, but it's it's a much different type of of uh, mushroom, or really, I guess the better way is a mold, and it's not. Uh, it, it can be kind of the little uh, nodules, round nodules, and and people will see this in the uh, in the soil coming out of the soil. So that really isn't a problem either. The only issue would be that is it staying too wet. Uh, for maybe the plant that's around there. So it's more of a moisture issue than it is a mold or mushroom issue. Uh, what will happen with that, and I generally tell people, say, look, uh, if you, maybe if you have a thick layer of mulch in there, just kind of thin it out a little bit. But it's people are coming in with these weird-looking uh, molds. Some are little red, round nodules in, in a bunch of them. Some are kind of grayish, orangish-looking and uh, – Again, it's all to do with moisture. It's all, all to do with not drying out. So thinning out the mulch, mulch temporarily until it starts to get hot and dry again, which it will. Then you just kind of put the mulch back. will help. Raking the soil, too, uh, will help, too, because it, by breaking the soil up, it will dry out faster. And, uh, but that in and of itself isn't something you need to kill uh, because it will be harmful to the trees or the roots, all that. It's more to do with... If the bed is draining well, 
it's really a non-issue. It's going to go away. If for some reason you think it's 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 causing some problems, then maybe that'll be uh, an issue. Let me ask you, there's a piece of uh, a stretch of uh, ground uh, between a couple of driveways. It's, it's not that wide. It's maybe 10, 12 feet yeah. between a couple of residences, and their driveways happen to be uh, in the middle of the two res. Anyway, there's a stretch of land, and for whatever reason, there's about an 8 by 10 area that is just dirt, and I don't think it's an area where they want dirt, you know, because nothing seems to grow in it, but it did have mushrooms at one point. Right. Is there a reason this weeds haven't overtaken this or anything? Yeah, that that's that's because, remember, mushrooms will grow where it's dark and damp. So you're probably not getting a lot of sunshine in that area. Therefore, it stays wetter than normal. And so, so you know, in a landscape, you know, we have a granule that, we, that people will put out in a landscape to prevent weeds from coming up. And I always tell them, I said, look, if certain parts of your landscape are shady, in certain part of your landscapes are sunny, uh, you want to really focus these granules on the sunny part in terms of how much you put down because you're always going to get less weeds where you have shade. And, then when, and as the shade gets denser and denser, then you're going to get very little of anything growing other than, I thought where you were going, you, you, you were saying that maybe some algae or something growing in there, and that will grow. But But – that's that's what kind of happens is is dark and damp and moist and I don't know if it's a dark area. Tell me. I don't think so. W- watch and see to make sure how much direct sun do you get. Maybe get a lot of glare, but usually if you're getting mushrooms and nothing else is growing, that's generally a sign of too much water, which means it's not drying out and uh, not enough sun. Now, if it's getting a lot of sun and nothing else is growing. Then something either was sprayed or something ca- is causing it not to grow. And there are sprays that people will spray that will actually sterilize the soil. And depending on how well you do it and how much you do it, it could sterilize it for up up to a year. I mean, and I'm, keep I'm things from growing. thinking about knocking on a door because I, it, I'm curious uh, that uh, not even weeds are growing. You'd think it would have filled in at some point uh, that the, gr- yeah, the grass if, around if, it would have. If it's if it's definitely getting sun then something was sprayed, maybe on purpose, so that they don't have a weed issue or whatever. And then you could actually spray it. And if you, again, if you soak that soil enough, there are chemicals out there that will prevent uh, weed. A lot of people use this in, on, like, limestone driveways where, you know, you don't want the, the grass to constantly come up. And you have to, if you didn't do this, you have to spray once a week to keep these weeds down and, and the weeds down. And then by spraying and, and soaking in the soil, nothing will come up. So hmm. probably something happened there. Okay, this right here, Jeff, is uh, we're getting these early, and um, and this kind of it's kind of a bad it's got, it's kind of a young depiction of this insect, and what Jeff is looking at is uh, some coleus plants that have these little white dots on it, and the little you see the little white dots. This is normal though. The two yeah, different it's two different color is is normal. So it's actually and maybe I didn't bring you a good depiction of it, but uh, that, that one, did. yeah. That one did. And this is, uh, it's mealybugs. And it's a bug, you won't see it move, and, but you'll see it multiply. And they will divide fast, especially when, when temperatures start to, uh, to increase and humidity increases. I usually don't see a large amount of this till August, when the plants start to get really, really thick. 
and the, the, the heat is high and the humidity is high. And that's when we see a real large amount of these mealybugs. Again, this is going to look like little white cotton, cotton uh, specks, and, and, they, and they will multiply by the day. In other words, you check one day, and maybe at the end of the week you check again, and it will be twice as big. They'll eventually get, they'll get under the leaves, and they'll eventually start to get on the stem and all that. And it really hurts the plant. Coleus is a prime uh, 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 parasite for the for the uh, for the mealybugs. They will just suck the life out of them. And the answer to that is there's sprays that you need to spray, but also kind of maybe breaking some of the little branches out to allow better airflow. You know how Jeff I always talk about airflow is so important with some of this stuff because again, uh, if they can stay where it's dark and moist which the coleus will grow like a weed. I mean, you can, get, you can buy a, cro- a coleus 12 inches, and in a month this thing is 24 to 36 inches and maybe, you know, uh, uh, 12 to 18 inches wide. And it gets really, really thick with leaves, really a pretty, pretty, pretty plant. And, uh, but because of that thickness, they will, they will allow these mealybugs to get in there. And you, you can spray them, and if you kind of break some of the branches off a little bit to allow a little bit better airflow, air f- flow, they won't come back nearly as fast and, and uh, so we're starting to see probably a little bit earlier than normal some of the stuff that we don't we don't see till later. And I think that's directly due to the fact that we had a relatively mild winter, other than that week of cold weather that occurred in at Christmas. Right. right. January was was uh, much higher than normal. February was much higher than normal. March was milder, but the first couple of weeks was pretty warm, and then we got a little cold snap for a few days. Nothing to kill these bugs, and so that's why everything is starting early, earlier than normal. Um, one other side note: we, we, uh, uh, um, uh, I saw at a uh, client's house uh, a swarm of what appeared to be termites. They had wings; they were long, and uh, so I looked at it and I said, "This is not a normal termite that we normally see." I said, "Maybe a formosan." And as it turns out, they were termites that won't cause damage. But we started to see a lot of issues over the last two to three weeks of uh, a lot of insect swarming, Jeff. And these had long wings. They were long. Probably the, the, uh, uh, the insect itself was maybe an inch long, and the wings were an inch longer than their body. And as it turns out, they were diagnosed. I forget exactly. It was a type of termite that wouldn't, wouldn't create any problems. It would just move on, and their life cycle is very short. But, man, they were intense. <laughs> uh, for about two weeks, they were very intense and swarming everywhere. And, you know, I could see a homeowner, uh, you know, this thing lands on your window and all that, and you're seeing, you know, 5,000 of these things, uh, you know, hovering around the window. It's, That'd it's be just, a little concerning. A little concerning. Uh, but there's things you can easily kill them, but the good news is that. But you got to also check for regular termites, too. Uh, so just kind of kind of stay ahead of all that and make sure that, um, you know, they don't cause any damage. It looks like, Jeff, the, the vegetable crop this year, and talking about vegetables, how's your cucumbers looking? Good, good. So far, so good, I believe. And they're going to start growing up that trellis you made. I hope so. Yeah, That's they, the will. they do, will. Do I have to lure them in any way? Not they're, really. They're going to find it. Not really. But, I mean, obviously, if they— if That if, was a one-dimensional picture, but it wraps around that pot so that— uh, Oh, it has no escape route. Yeah. Yeah, uh, very little. There's enough room for me to water, get in there and water. Oh, easily. Yeah. No, it, it, it'll it'll go up. But if if for example, let's say you had a pot and it was in the, the the trellis was in the back of the pot, and the cucumber ends up falling and hanging out of the pot, it's very simple to pick it, 
once it grabs it one time with that little tendril, yeah. that's it. You yeah. got it. It ain't yeah. going anywhere. So just kind of watch it. But it's going to go up the uh, up the uh, up the vine. But uh, you know, we st- we start to see you know fungus issues, which we knew, and we're starting to see a few insect issues that we talked about the uh, uh, the um, leaf miner that you had issues with on your cucumbers uh, are out there, you know, and so you just want to kind of, kind of maintain that. But the, the bottom line is, is that overall a lot of, uh, good feedback in terms of, uh, some people actually have been producing, but for the most part, people are just, uh, starting to see a lot of fruit on it, uh, a lot of nice size fruit and everything sh- is either harvesting now or within the next two weeks should be starting to harvest. And that would be cucumbers and, uh, tomatoes, peppers right now are doing really really well um last year right about now we started to get a lot of rain uh for several days and it caused some problems and so that's why you spray with the the fungicides to uh, uh, prevent that but right now it looks like the the forecast is going to be relatively warm and not really really wet over the next week or so and so that's going to help. Just got to keep make sure everything stays uh, wet. Remember, when it comes to watering your vegetables, you don't want to water the leaves, and you just want to water the soil. And you really want to water the soil, uh, preferably in the mornings would be ideal. Just soak it really, really good. Containers, you're probably going to have to do it on a daily basis, whereas on the ground, maybe once or twice a week in the, in the ground, uh, people plant on the ground. Uh, and that's kind of the problem is that when you start to get a lot of rains, the people in pots do much better than the people in the ground because the ground retains that moisture. So in a drought, it's better to be in the ground in the, in the, um, uh, in a wet period of time. It's better to be in a pot. So kind of keep that in mind. Don't water the leaves. Soak the soil really good in the mornings. And uh, eggplants are doing well. Again, the uh, peppers, all kind of peppers are doing well. So, so far, so good. Uh, just got to stay ahead of uh, all the other issues. Remember, it's not too plant. It's not too late to replant things like cucumbers, uh, okra, cantaloupe, watermelon, southern peas, like you know, black eyes, purple hulls. All that can take the heat and grow really, really well. And you don't need to on, on the things I mentioned. You don't need to buy a plant. So you know, a lot of times right now in the nursery, you know, we're getting low on vegetable plants. But all the ones I just mentioned, the cucumbers. Uh, the cantaloupes, the okra, and uh, the peas, all of that, you can you can direct seed it in the ground. It's not like you're starting in February. You want to get an early start, you'd have to transplant these. Right now, you put them directly in the ground, and um, they will grow extremely fast and, and not have a, uh, a major problem at all. Gotcha. When it comes to the flowers, again, we're kind of switching. Uh, you know, you, you got to go – you're more heat-tolerant stuff – the stuff that can uh, take some abuse, but people are still putting in the ground the hydrangeas, which are actually starting to bloom and looking really, really good, uh, preferably shade. There's some few varieties that can take sun. Limelight is one, uh, but for the most part, hydrangeas would love shade or preferably morning sun to maybe 10 or 11 o'clock. You don't want to get a lot of afternoon sun. They'll just wilt like no other. Uh, the uh, uh, the thing, uh, periwinkle, vinca, coleus uh all that's late stuff angelonia all that can can grow late and uh and perform very very well in in the late season so don't be afraid to angel uh, uh there's also one called spreading angelonia that kind of spreads blue days lantana uh golden globe I, I guess there's a bunch of stuff jeff that people would say man it's too late for me to plant 
you know, the things you want to avoid, obviously, are the petunias. Even though the heat time petunias, it's just late to put them in the ground. That's the ones that are blooming really, really well right now, Jeff. They look gorgeous. Uh, but they, those, for the most part, planted in the fall or early, early spring, like February, early March. It's really getting too, too late for uh, plants like that. But, again, a lot of options in terms of seasonal color to plant late, so that's, that's a non-issue. And, and uh, things like trees, you know, citrus trees and all that, you can plant now. But we, what we tell people, the best time to plant is the fall. But if you're going to plant it now, the only thing you've got to watch is you cannot let it dry out. So planting is planting late in the season when it comes to shrubs is a non-issue as long as you make sure that it doesn't dry out. It won't give you a second chance. In other words, if you plant in the fall and you miss a watering, well, the temperatures are mild. It, it'll, it may struggle a little bit, but it'll recover when you water it. This time is a little different, you know. So you just got to make sure you have a regimented watering schedule. And if you leave for a week to go on vacation, that you have someone who is going to, to help you water it. Other than that, you can do it. Uh, you know, years ago, Jeff, uh, you know, plants were grown in, in, in we, there were no plastic, so uh, things were grown in metal containers. For the most part, things were, had to be dug and put in that container. And that's not the case anymore. Things are actually grown in the container that you purchased in. They're actually grown in these pots. So that's the biggest, that's, that used to be a huge issue is that, man, you could not plant in the summertime because you were going to actually cut roots and go plant this plant. It's now that's not the case. They're actually grown in these pots. And so when you transplant, it may, it may not know the difference between where it was and where it, where it is. And so it's just that you've got to make sure it, uh, it, uh, it, it stays, it stays uh, wet. And mulching becomes critical, and, and the type of waterings become critical, meaning that when you water, you're going to have to water deep waterings so it soaks deep as opposed to little shallow waterings every day. General rule is that when you're planting the ground, uh, the general rule is twice a week would be sufficient. Uh, when it comes to trees, uh, once a week could, could be sufficient if you really soak that really and, and makes it, and make that water go really, really deep. You do not want to water every day. And, uh, uh, and, and I'm talking about in the ground, not in raised beds or not in containers. In the ground, you don't want to water every day. I've seen plants die from overwatering. Uh, uh, as opposed to underwatering. So you want to make sure that you do soak. You always want to soak it really deep when you do water and then come back when it dries out. And the best way to do is to feel it with your uh, finger. And if an inch below the ground you have a little moisture, then you can wait another day. And uh, that's the best way to figure it out. Containers, raised bed, people have uh, have vegetables in raised beds. That's pretty much watering every day. Now, there are exceptions to that. It kind of depends on what kind of soil you have. Only way to know for sure is to feel it. But generally, raised beds, they will dry out very, very fast. So, so again, watering every day is really a non-issue in, in those cases. Gotcha. Anything else? I, I think that's it, Jeff. Uh, we're actually getting ready for our big Memorial Day weekend sale. Mm, and so that'll start tomorrow and uh, – we got a bunch of plants going to be on sale. A lot of stuff. Most of the plant material is going to be fifty percent off. A few exceptions, but the but majority is fifty percent off. And then we also build up loyalty points over the years. People will will, will have loyalty points, and they can come use that for up to fifty percent off on anything, whether it be chemicals and all that. So it's a big weekend for us, and we do it every year because we know what's coming, mm-hmm. and so we don't want to go out there watering every day. I got you, man. Um, Monday open too. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So. Friday, Saturday, Sunday afternoon, and all day Monday. Very good. 
Richard, always a pleasure. Appreciate you coming by, and we'll look forward to the next time. Thank you, Jeff.